Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your hosts today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today we will be talking about the heavenly realm and the spiritual realm. And our scripture for today comes from Acts 10, 9 through 16. The next day as Cornelius' messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry. And while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open, and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles, and birds. And then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I've never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times, and then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. That's good. All right, here we go. The heavenly realm is where heaven actually exists, just in case y'all didn't know that. <laughs> and it is massive. I'm still not able to comprehend how, how big heaven is. You know, I've visited over 30 times now, and that number will comp- continue to grow. Praise God. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. question I want to address on this topic is how do we access the heavenly realm? I've been reading my Bible for over 20 years now. I read a chapter or more every single day. And the value of having God's word rooted deep within us is priceless. It is our weapon in every situation we deal with in life. It's how we overcome the enemy. And every time I read God's word, I get something different from it than the last time I read that same chapter. There's just so much good stuff in there. And I said that because I want to say over the past couple of years, God's opened my eyes, my heart, my mind, my spirit, my soul to the deeper things that are in his word. There are many scriptures that talk about visitations to heaven or seeing in the spirit. But how were those people able to have these amazing experiences? The answer, intimacy. Intimacy. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's our favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> they had a close, personal, intimate relationship with God, and I wanted the same thing. I was desperate, I want to, and I do want to clarify here that I didn't pursue an intimate relationship with God just so I could see in the spiritual or have, or have visions. I didn't even know that was possible right. when I pursued it. But I craved a personal, intimate relationship with God. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And I wanted revelation about things that applied to my life, you know? And I had no idea that there was so much more that God wanted to reveal to me. Can I say something here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was also, I think, reading other people's testimonies, like the books we've read in the right. Bible study. Mm-hmm. It, it was just evidence that they've had these experiences and right. we can all have them. Yeah. Yeah. It made you feel like, okay, that's possible for right. me. Yeah. It's, I, I haven't experienced it yet, but, yeah. you know, it is possible for everyone. Right. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. You know, if you think about that, if we as God's people are created as spiritual beings, right. created by a spiritual God, yeah. and made in His likeness, we're created to commune with God like that. Yes, we are. You know, on a yes. daily basis, we can have deep fellowship with Him. Love it. And God also created us to work together with Him in a partnership to bring the things of heaven to the earth, just as Jesus demonstrated to us, you know, how to pray back in, in Matthew uh, 6.10. He says, on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. We're to pray this way. And in John 5.19 through 20, it says, So Jesus answered them, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing on his own. He does only what he sees his Father doing. What the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father 
loves the son and shows him all that he is he himself is doing he'll show him even greater things to do than this and you will all be amazed yeah so like in this passage jesus shows us that we can command the things of heaven to come to the earth by knowing the father intimately enough and knowing his heart for what needs to be done in that moment right that's that's why you know we talk so much about having an intimate relationship with god because it's absolutely essential, yeah. not only you know in being a follower of Jesus, right. but in knowing right. His heart, knowing what He wants you to do, and being prepared for each day and for what you know is coming in the days ahead. Yeah, it's vital. Like it's, yeah, it's <laughs> like breathing for us now. It's like we have to. Right. Yeah. Right. So just remembering that we're spiritual beings, we need to learn how to connect in that spiritual way, and we can do this through that intimate time of prayer. You can do it through meditating on God's Word and the things that He's showing you, like Kathy said, you know, reading a a chapter a a day, you know, just getting the Word into you. And on the things, you you can meditate on the things that God's already done in your life where you see Him working. Yeah. You know, uh, just meditate on His goodness. That's good. Yeah, it helps, too, to journal. It does. So you have the proof, you know. Right. I, I mean, you can go back and. I mean, journaling it. is meditating. It is. Yeah. You know, because you're just writing it down, but you're thinking that's meditation. Yeah. You're thinking yes. about it. So that's right, Laura. In this in the spiritual world, there are two kingdoms: the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of God, or in what is known as heaven, the Bible mentions several regions it calls heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Likewise, just as there are heavenly places, there are also places or regions of darkness, which we can call infernal places. Mm-hmm. Infernal meaning devil. Right. This, these two spiritual regions are continually active upon the land of the living. You know, I was listening to Kat Kerr the other day, and she visits heaven all the time. I love her. A lady with the pink hair. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And she has encounters with spirits all the time, both from the light and the dark. And uh, she said that it's very important that you ask this question to every spirit that you encounter, you know, because the enemy can come like an angel of light, right? Right. Right. And so he can deceive us. So the question you ask is, Are you of the spirit of the Most High God who sent his son to die for the sins of the world? Yeah. Like, that's the question you need to ask them. And if they they don't answer yes or, you know, to you, then you just don't want anything to do with them. You rebuke it. You rebuke it, right? You don't want anything to do with them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to let them talk. You shut them up right away. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is how we know that, you know, if it's from God or Satan and whether to trust them or not. That's good. I think... When I was younger, I wanted to just poke my head in the sand when it came to discussing the kingdom of darkness. It wasn't spoken about openly, so I just ignored it, thinking it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us are similar to that today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Meanwhile, I could have learned that it was real and how to war against it with Scripture. Right? Yeah, you know, I struggle with that too, Susan. I've always been sensitive to spirits, and the evil ones terrified me, of course. You know, I'd pull the covers over my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, 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 help. <laughs> Uh, I'd say his name over and over again until I felt safe. And you know, that was when I was younger, and I didn't know or understand the authority we all have in Christ Jesus because of the blood he shed for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The mission of our Lord was to unite heaven and earth again in bringing the kingdom of God. The goal was to make everything that belongs to the Lord a heavenly kingdom to be established in the natural world. In Ephesians 1, 9 through 10, it says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, 
he'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Yeah, that's good. You know, and I, as I just said, I've always been spiritually sensitive, but that's, you know, since I was a child and I could sense evil when it was around me or my family. I could also sense when angels or the Holy Spirit were near. It was an overwhelming feeling of love, peace, and protection. Mm. Those were the best. Right. You know, yeah. And this intensified as I grew older, but the churches I attended, they always made me feel like an outcast when I brought up things like that. You know, they just don't talk about that stuff. Anything that I thought I was seeing, feeling, or hearing, they looked, they'd look at me like I was crazy if I brought it up. That's horrible. So I just stopped talking about it. Mm. You know, I never understood what was going on, and I definitely wasn't going to talk about it. So I, I was told several times that I hadn't matured in my walk with my with God or the things that I was experiencing were all demonic and I need to pray over myself and my home and did either one of y'all ever explain like it was like something that? you were doing yeah like mm. it was me that was bringing that in right you know well because and they hadn't experienced it before so that they, they immediately they think you're crazy yeah. you know or it's your imagination right you know that kind of thing yeah I mean did y'all ever go through something like that did y'all ever deal with anything like that with thinking that you know I I didn't see things, you know, okay. in the spirit like you did as a young child, but yeah. I felt and sensed things, you know, okay, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Did like you talk about it to other people and ask them? Oh, yeah. That? You know, but they all kind of figured it was all demonic and, yeah. you know, ooh, that's scary. Down. Ooh. Yeah. But as nobody it, said, you know, take authority over yeah. it, Laura. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as a kid, you think, Cast oh, out there's, that demon. <laughs> yeah, there's a monster under the bed, mommy. Right. I yeah. saw it. But as an adult, you're not going to, you're not going to say that, but you sure f- feel it at times. Yeah. I, mean, I think about how many times as kids we were afraid, right? And your right. mom said, just go back to bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they're tired. Right. But what if they would have walked you back to your bedroom and talked to you about fear and talked to you about the enemy and how, and to, how to handle it, him, right? Yeah. But that's because... A they lot of us know. don't know. They don't know. Right. See, and, and, know. and you may know or you may just not know this is the way to do it. Yeah. But right. that's that's why we're talking about these yeah, kind of things, right? <laughs> well, the good news is over the past couple of years, all that's changed for me. And as I was pursuing an intimate relationship with God, I allowed myself to go deeper with Him. And I found out it's all real. It's all real, guys. Right. And God has been calling me to a more intimate relationship with Him my whole life. And I was deceived. The enemy used people at church to confuse me and stop me from pursuing this gift. And I was made to feel like an idiot or I felt like I was crazy. And the enemy stifled what God was calling me to do my whole life, but no more. No you know, people more. don't, yeah. they fear what they don't understand, yeah. right? Yes. And we can't blame those people because yeah. they just were, were, were reacting out of fear, yeah. you know? So, but it's just something you, you have to acknowledge. Yeah. So exactly. we can change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And Jesus tells me all the time, we've, I've said it before, they don't understand what they, what don't, they don't know. know. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to how do we access the heavenly realm? I started attending a Bible study about two years ago. I've mentioned it many times in the podcast before. And the title of our body, uh, the Bible study, was Awakened. You know, I was awakened to things that I had never even considered before. How does a person have an intimate relationship with God? You spend time with Him, you worship. You sit, you wait, you pray, you sing, you dance with him, you talk to him, you imagine what he looks like, you imagine what heaven looks like, you do all these things until you have a breakthrough. And for me, it took over six months until I had my first breakthrough. That's pretty quick. Yeah. For I mean, everybody's journey is everybody's completely different, different, so you right. can't go by six months. But boy, did but I have a desire for it. Like, I, I wanted it, and the Lord knew I wanted it. And most people would even mm-hmm. give up before six months. Yeah. You know, if it didn't happen, like, 
in three days. It's, you know, they go, well, I tried. It's a training. You have right. to train mm-hmm. your mind. You have to train how to shut it all off. You have to train just completely focus on God. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it. I wanted it desperately. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's important to study God's Word and not just read it like a book, you know, but take it in and meditate on it and let it sanctify That's your right. imagination. Yes. You have to even ask God, sanctify my imagination right. by your Word. Actually cleanse my thoughts, my brain, help me to think and see yes. as you want me to see, you know. Because, you know, if you don't go oh, go through His Word and study it and take it in, you're going to have a skewed view of God, and you won't see spiritually as you should. You know, um, you're gonna, you're gonna. When you read God's word, you're gonna see what's true and what's yeah. right. And if you don't, you're ignorant of those things, right. and so you're just going by what you've heard or what somebody else said or a sermon. You might, you know, who knows if they're right or not. You need to look to God's word for yourself. And when uh, you say sanctify your mind, you know that that goes back to the enemy is constantly whispering. He's constantly discouraging, mm-hmm. whispering lies, d- discouraging things to you. And when you're in that, when you were trying as hard as I was, I can only speak from my experience, mm-hmm. but I had to, when Laura said sanctify your imagination, I had to literally tune out the thoughts of the enemy. Right. Anything that was negative or discouraging or trying to bring fear in, I literally had to, I had to recognize those thoughts and throw them out. Right. You know, And I had to picture myself doing that. I would just take it with my hand, and I would just toss it out mm-hmm. of my head, and that that helped me tremendously. Yeah, that's because where he's the battle begins. You. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's coming after your your mind. You know, right? He, right. he doesn't want you having these experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to get to know God, or start you, first, you're going to start reading His Word. Right. But I also want to recommend some other books too that help me. Um, and I've suggested these books before. We've talked about them, but again, I want to mention them because they've helped me so much. Right. The first one was "Waiting on God" by Michael Van Blyman. Mm-hmm. Um, really that, good. That taught me how to just sit and wait. You right. Know, and um, and what that meant. And then once you learn how to sit and wait, you know, I read "The Power of Imagination" by Andrew Womack. That's where we learned about sanctifying your imagination. imagination. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then "The Veil" by Blake Healy is he has been a seer his whole life since he was a small child. So it's just kind of like the different steps of of what your expectations are, of you know, sitting and waiting, praying, the power of your imagination, and how you just take control of your thoughts, and then seeing beyond the veil. I so, bet that book was really good for you because you you've been a seer. Yeah, and yeah. and you were misunderstood. Right. And then reading his book, you go, okay. Yeah. You know. Right. Click, click, Same click, thing happened with him. Off. Yeah. Right. You know, and all these helps. All these books help me break through into the heavenly and the spiritual realm. And of course, intimacy, we talk about it all the time. It's the key. Mm-hmm. And it's how we're able to do this. It's the key to a personal relationship with God. And from there, God will show you things that are beyond anything you could ever imagine on your own. Yes, intimacy is the key. And yes, very important. I also want to point out that Jesus fills the earth every day with his mercy and blessings. Yeah. Heaven intervenes on behalf of the just and unjust, trying to bring all men closer to the Heavenly Father. He manifests God's designs on earth, sends angels to help us, and fights together with us. We're not alone in this battle. Absolutely. He has already seated us in heavenly places with him, which means we can be in heaven and on earth at the same time. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's just so cool when you think about it. On the other hand, the mission of the devil who imitates God is precisely the opposite, to unite the earth and hell under his kingdom and thereby control, oppress, steal, kill, and destroy the whole world. The workings of hell are clearly visible among the people, especially today. 
Yeah. It brings death, right. sickness, destruction, strife, and all kinds of evil in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my yeah. experience, I've had impressions, dreams, and discernment of spirits. Yeah. When I talk about discernment, I'll usually use words like I hear, I see, I feel, I know, I smell. I'm not able to explain how I know what I know, but I know what I'm sensing, hearing, seeing, and feeling is real. Yeah. I have felt strange at times to mention as well. Kathy, that I'm sen- what I'm sensing for a fear of being misunderstood. Right. I can experience this in a store, at church, in a spiritual direction session, sporting event, social media, or almost anywhere. It can feel at times like a blessing or other times a curse. Right. For example, I've experienced the discernment of spirits in my husband's career and have had to guard up in prayer against warring spirits. Oh, yeah. I, right? I've woken up in the middle of the night with what feels like a super heavy oppression and prayed against it until it left. Yep. And I've experienced an evil spirit in the church, even thinking I was in the wrong at first because it was a person with a lot of experience in their pastoral career when really I should have trusted my discernment from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always go with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. My kids have come home from school talking about what evil can transpire within the school building. Oh, yeah. In fact, I have, a, I have a childhood memory. I remember as a young girl, I was walking home from school in midwinter. There was a gap of houses on the walk in which there weren't any houses. A car slowed down and waited in front of me on the side of the road. I knew I had to walk by the car, but instead I turned around and ran to the last house and started knocking on the woman's door, who mm, I knew well. Scary. Good for kinda, you. Yeah, she yeah. was kind of like a grandma. Mm-hmm. I just felt in my spirit not to walk past that car. And when I got to the lady's house, the car took off. Wow. Yeah, thank goodness. You know, Susan, that was your gift of discernment kicking in, and the Holy Spirit was guiding you to keep you safe. Yeah. And I've had a lot of experiences like that all throughout my life, you know, just when the gift of discernment has kept me from really harmful, you know, situations. Yeah. Growing up on the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I've had encounters like Kathy uh, only in my dreams, but most of the time my mine take place in the spirit realm. Yeah. And there's been times, you know, like I said, in my dreams where I'm in heaven and things like that. And I, I think God was introducing me to the things of heaven through my dreams because for a long time I had that stronghold of fear. Yeah. And so I was able to be in a relaxed state, you know, while I was sleeping and receive his words of direction without that fear. Yeah. And since I dealt with a stronghold for so many years, I think God was just being, you know, gentle and kind to me and spoke to me in my dreams so I wouldn't freak out. Yeah. <laughs> He's good about that. He knows you. Uh-huh. He created you. He knows you. Yeah. And he's so good and gracious, you know, to come to us and help us in the way that we can receive it best, right? Yeah. And we have to just be open to his correction and instruction and be obedient to what he wants to show us because it's for our good and for our own growth. And I think once we step forward in faith with what he's showing us, he can advance us and reveal more and more things to us. Yeah, and I time. like what you said about the correction and instruction and being obedient to his word. You know, there's a blessing in that. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's trying to right. show you something repeatedly and you're not getting it, but then, you know, you finally start realizing what he's doing, mm-hmm. there's a blessing in that. Right. You know, right. he's trying to commune with with you and, you know, just just give in to it and let the, let the Lord instruct you because you'll understand what the blessing is. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is different than the heavenly realm because it exists here on earth. Mm-hmm. The spiritual realm is more real than the natural realm. And I know that sounds strange, but it's true. I've seen it. Uh, there are angels and demons all over the earth right now, and they all have jobs to do. They're all, they all have jobs to do, just like we have 
here in the natural, we have our jobs. They have their jobs. Demons want to destroy every single one of us, everything that God created, our families and any plans that God has for us. And angels are here to protect us and to put a stop to what the demons are doing. I've experienced the spiritual realm here on earth. I've seen angels and I've seen demons. You know, it's funny because the angels love it when they know we can see them. I've had them wave at me before. Mm. <laughs> um, they think it's pretty cool when they realize that you can see them. But the demons, eh, not so much. They hate it. They try to run and hide because they're terrified of light and the authority we have over them. Because they know if we see them, we recognize them, what are, what are we going to do with the, the, that authority? We're going to rebuke them. Mm-hmm, they're going right. to have to go away. They can't stay. Mm-hmm. You know, I can talk about seeing demons now without any fear. But in a previous podcast, I've told my testimony and how I got saved. And it was because I had some very real experiences with demons. And I was terrified. And I used to be so scared of them. And even after I got saved, it took me years before I was able to finally overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. But now I know the authority that I have. And so I just speak to that demon. Get out of here. I rebuke it. And they have to flee. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, now when I've had visions here on earth of the spiritual realm and, or spiritual realm, and the Holy Spirit or Jesus have shown me these things, I've never... I have no fear, mm-hmm. simply because they're there. They're with me. But, you know, I've also experienced a second heaven, which is where Satan operates. This realm is in between heaven and earth, and it's complete and total chaos. It's dark. It's gloomy. It's not fun. And trust me, I'm just telling you, I've been there, and you don't want to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've also experienced a third heaven. This is where God and his kingdom reign with, over all of it. Yeah. There's a lot of examples, you know, through the Bible yeah. of the spirit realm being revealed to us, like the Mount of Transfiguration. You know, we read about that in Matthew uh, 17. It says, yeah. six right. days later, Jesus took with him Peter and the brothers, James and John, and led them up to a high mountain where they were alone. And as they looked on, a change, a change came over Jesus. His face began shining like the sun. His clothes were dazzling white. And then the three disciples saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. So Peter spoke up, and he said to Jesus, Look, Lord, how good it is that we're all here. Yeah. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was talking, a shining cloud came over them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my own dear son, with whom I am pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard the voice, they were so terrified that they threw themselves face downward on the ground. That's God's voice. Yeah. And Jesus yes. came to them and touched them. And get up, he said. Don't be afraid. So they looked up and saw that no one was there but Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And and Peter's like, hey, let's let's get tents. Let's hang out here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think he was thinking, let's set up, you know, a place to worship yeah. each one of you. You know, but God. In his gentleness, he just came like a cloud and spoke. And, and of course, that was just like, you know. (laughs) But, and he's just trying to show him, no, 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 no. This is my son. Yeah. Listen to him. Right. You know, this is why I sent him. (laughs) Yeah. So, like I said, you know, my visitations have taken place here on earth. And uh, I had one experience that totally rocked my world um, when I had been seeking God every day in prayer. And one of the things that I had been asking God was about what he wanted me to do for a job. And I was thinking about going back to teaching in the public school since my youngest son was about to start first grade. And now both my boys would be in school full time. And what I really wanted to do was just have a job where I could be at home with my boys full time, but be able to work from home. I honestly, yeah, I just didn't want to go back to teaching, but I didn't know what to do. Right. And so 
it wasn't like a big priority, but it was in my prayer time. I had brought it up a couple of times. Yeah. Well, then one Saturday morning, I remember I had a really wonderful dream, and I remember that that was kind of like on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Saturday was kind of like my day to sleep in. Like yeah. I didn't get up early at five thirty to go pray, but I just remember waking up from this beautiful dream, and I only had like five hours of sleep, but I was like excited and energized, and wow. I wanted to go spend time with Jesus. Right. That's cool. And so I, I, you know, I got in there and I went to my prayer room, and um, in the midst of while I was praising and I was just thanking God, all of a sudden the room was just filled with light, mm-hmm. and I, I was filled, you know, with the Holy Spirit. And the best way I can describe what took place was that I had the most like wonderful encounter with God. It was like what the Bible described when God met with Moses in the tent oh, of meeting. Wow. You know? Wow. I had a total conversation with God, like being face to face, you know, with God. And he told me I was going to write. You know, it was just him speaking to me, and I was listening to his voice and just yeah. taking it all in. He said I was going to write, and I was going to write a particular book. He showed me the cover of the book, the title of the book, but not the contents, you know. And at this point, I wasn't concerned about the contents because I was just so overwhelmed with what was going on, yes. right? Yeah. And that encounter, and just taking it all in. And so when I asked him questions regarding the book, he immediately answered me, showing me like a vision in my mind. He said, "It looks like this," you know. When I was asking him things, and and he just met me like in in this most wonderful moment. And it was like I was almost like vision myself like a cup. And he was like filling me up and filling me up, and he kept pouring and kept pouring, and, and then it would just overflow. And that's just the way I felt, like being in his presence. I just, I just kept being filled and overflowing and overflowing, and I couldn't take it all in. Yeah. Like I couldn't gather everything he was giving me because it was so wonderful. Wow. Wow. You know, I'll just tell you, it was so funny because I'll add this in. <laughs> when I got done with my prayer time that morning, I ran out of the room. I ran into my my bedroom where my husband was still sleeping on Saturday morning oh, no. because we only had a you know small amount of sleep, but I jumped up and down on the bed like a little kid, and I said, "I know what God wants me to do." I you know, it's That's just so, so funny. funny though yeah. because I just felt like a little kid, right. like it was the first day of okay. Now I know what I'm supposed to do with yeah. my life. You know, how many people pray all their lives asking God what? You know, he wants him to do. Yeah. And they just kind of do a job because they know, oh, I could do this. But what if God told you exactly what you're supposed to do? I mean, what kind of motivation That's is so that, beautiful. right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know that when he tells you you're going to do something, yeah. nothing's going to stop you. Yeah. Well, that's similar with my first book. I, I, I never thought I was going to be an author. I had no idea either. And this is when I was already, you know, at home with the kids and I was homeschooling them. And, I was begging the same thing, pleading, you know, God, just help us, show me what I'm supposed to do. And he showed me, that he gave me the name. This was in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I, he woke me up. I was up all night long. Had I was told to go get a, a journal and uh, or you know, a pad of paper, whatever it was. And he, he gave me the title of the book, Standing on Faith Together. And he just started giving me, he didn't give me the picture of the book, like he gave you the uh-huh. cover. He gave me the, the topics, like what he, what he wanted me to write about. Mm-hmm. And then I just took that from there and just added all the meat to it that mm-hmm. he wanted to. But same thing. It was just similar. That It was so cool that he does that. And it's so cool that we could go to God and directly. Yeah. And he could just say, okay, do this. Yeah. Okay, right. do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, 
who That's else funny. who else do you want to get your marching orders from yeah nobody, right nobody. the one who had created you and knew you from the very beginning yeah it's like he wants us to come and pursue him like that right I mean, that's and you know when it hits because it's a passion. Right, oh, you have so much desire. Right, I did like you. I had so much energy. I didn't sleep the night before. Right, I was so energized that whole day. I was just like, Nee-. oh yeah, oh, I know what my purpose is. <laughs> and then, then you start thinking about, okay, now I have to do it. And that's just well, like, yeah. Uh, then you have to do the work. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, hearing from God like that, it's just, it's just cool. It's just. It's amazing. I think of a line from a movie. He's, I've been in the real world. They expect results. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can't just be a dreamer. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier. I went through something similar with when my daughters were both young. I was working a nine-to-five job, and I was miserable because I wanted to stay home with my children, too. Just like me. I wanted to be home with them. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day I was on my knees begging and crying out to God to show me what I need to do to make that happen. And this was all before... Um, the book stuff. You know, mm-hmm. this, this was years before that. And it's the first time in my life that I heard the audible voice of God. Mm. And I'll never forget it. He said four words to me, and those four words are, your blessing will come. Mm-hmm. I cried. I fell to the floor sobbing because he answered me. He met me in that desperate state. And those four words encouraged me so much. You know, And about six months later, my husband and I started our first small business. And a few months after that, I was able to quit my job and stay home full-time with my children. Wow. Game changer for me. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. Well, you cried out to him. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, and I had, I had prayed many times before that. You know, it's not like it was that first time. You know, I, I just, I just, I had to, to surrender myself to God. Just show me. Right. And he was like, that was it. Your blessing will come. Mm-hmm. And he was just, that was my answer. I mean, he tells us to just humble ourselves before yeah. him. And when we do that, yeah. he honors it. Yes. You know, so and it's cool. beautiful to hear his voice. Yeah. So cool. Sends chills through your whole body. Yep. <laughs> I've had a lot of experiences, you know, like that. Um, and I'm looking forward to more. I'm, yeah. I'm really, you know, the more we talk, I'm looking forward to more. Me too. Me too. Yep. Each day, you know, we get to get up. We get to get to honor and privilege the Lord. You know, just with, with being in his presence. Spending time with him. Yeah, get to spend time with him. Get to hear what's on his heart. And he shares what's on his heart. You know, to yeah. me, for for the church, that's that's kind of what I say. You know, what's on your heart for the church? Yeah, and I write it down just as I hear him speak it. And as God's children, we get to do the work. It's not a have to. We get to do the that's work right. of yes. His kingdom. And the more we time we spend with Him, the more He'll reveal to us about His kingdom work and allow us to experience more of heaven here on earth. Yeah, I did do this the same thing that you do, Kathy, and I. I because it was after reading Michael Van Vleiman's yeah. book, you know, and I went and I was sitting in my chair just waiting on God. And I was sitting there with my eyes closed and I was just meditating. And it, I don't know how much time went by. Maybe it was like 30, 40 minutes, yeah. probably about 40, 45 minutes. And I just, my mind kind of started drifting off and I was thinking about how I love to photograph my flowers and how beautiful I think God's creation is. And while my eyes were closed, I heard footsteps shuffling across the towel floor, and I just thought it was my husband that was approaching me. And then I felt a hand caress the bottom of my chin and kiss me on the cheek, (laughs) and I opened my eyes, and nobody was there. And I realized in that moment it was Jesus who lovingly kissed me on the cheek. Isn't that wild? That's so sweet. I mean, you guys have no idea. I mean, you do, but... (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, you have no idea how special I felt at that moment. Like Jesus just knew my thoughts. He knew what I was thinking. And he loved that I was taking the time to press in and to know him in a new way. That's just so beautiful. It, it wow. was. I mean, again, here I am talking about yeah. it because I just can never forget that. Yeah. So that cool. is beautiful. Well, I've had dreams, and Laura's interpreted a few of them, actually. You can yeah. listen to them in previous dreams podcast. But her interpretations have resonated with me personally. Ever since Laura has shared her knowledge, experience, and revelation regarding dreams, I now take them more seriously and try to write them down, and I research their meanings as well as praying to God for my own interpretation. Oh, man, I do the same thing. I write down all my dreams now, the ones I can remember anyway. Right. So thanks, Laura. (laughs) It's a whole new thing, way of communicating with God. It is. Yeah. I'd like to give an example of one of my dreams. Yes, Um, please. So my sister suffered a, um, a tragic death recently, wow. and I was trying to understand it, and God gave me a dream. I dreamt she left a sealed note behind, and it, so I opened it up in my dream. Uh-huh. I unsealed it, opened it up, and it was just a little card that said, it's so wonderful here you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It was so beautiful. Yeah. It was just... Like, first of all, you knew where she was. Yes, of course, know. yes. But then it was like a revelation from heaven to say, I can't wait to see you when you get here. Yeah. It's so wonderful. You know, like when yeah. someone writes yeah. you a letter and says, I'm having a great time, wish you were here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, I mean, it was just like, wow, what confirmation to your heart yes. that even though it was a tragic death, she was okay. Yeah. Yes, the suffering was well over. And, and that's just was how done well with. God knows your heart. God is right. He knew you needed that. Yes. He knew you needed to know that she was okay now. Mm-hmm. And it's closure. Yeah. Yeah. You know? did, it, did it give you closure? It did. Okay. Mm-hmm. It did. It, it, yeah. I, I could just imagine. Yeah. You know? And I think, you know, if anybody was was struggling with that, yeah. needing closure of, of a loved one's death or whatever, you can ask God for dreams. Yeah. You can ask him to just bring just things. Just let me know. Yes. Just let me know. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because yep. he's good. Well, That's so neat. Every believer has received abilities, functions, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The beauty of this truth is that each gift and ability is given for the profit of all. The church is a living being, a body, which is to function in a cooperative manner to benefit and profit each other. These gifts operate on a spiritual level. When we learn about them, we are now able to live in the realm of the Spirit and help others. When I sit and listen to others, I ask the Holy Spirit for guidance, before, during, and after our time together, because He is the one and only divine counselor. That's good. Right. You know, yeah. just processing that. Mm-hmm. You sit and listen. You, you listen to the Holy Spirit, or you ask His Holy Spirit for guidance before, during, and after. Yeah, that's, that's, all through the process. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's. Uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit is cool. the counselor, right? Yeah. yeah. So if Susan is, act, you know, asking directly for the Holy Spirit to. Let her be a vessel to speak to that person. I mean, who who a better counselor to have, right? You know, if if your counselor is totally dependent on the Holy Spirit to give them everything that they're saying, because I know Susan, and I know you don't want to say anything that's not of God, right? Right. You know, because these people are are needing help and counsel. And, and who better to be the one who counsels you than the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And if you can be a vessel for God and you're totally leaning on Him, you know He's going to 
pour himself he through sure you. Is. Yes, he will. You know, and that he, will be you get that reassurance. You know he's going to provide. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be mm-hmm. life-changing for the person that you're counseling. Right. Right. That's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to, after speaking about this, I'd like to refer to 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 16. Yeah, sure. It says, this is what we speak, not in words taught us to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. Mm. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that comes from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of our Lord so as to instruct him? but we have the mind of Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. What Paul's teaching here that all believers are being taught by the Spirit. As sons and daughters, we are no longer being taught by the ways of the world, but by the Holy Spirit. We're yeah. spiritual beings, and as representatives of His kingdom, we must know the vocabulary of His kingdom and the vocabulary of the Spirit. Right. That's so true. I like yeah. what you say there. You know, when waiting on God, the Holy Spirit guided me and helped me see and understand all the things I was seeing and experiencing. But I had to get to know how the Holy Spirit operates, which is key, you know, as you said, Susan. And, and I can say that there have been many times when the Holy Spirit has asked, no, wait, he told me to keep quiet <laughs> because I have so many questions. You know, when you're there in the heavenly realm and you're beyond the veil or, you know, that and, and you're just you see these things, you don't understand what's going on. You know, you just want, you have all these questions. So he'll either answer. I've, I've learned now you, he'll either answer the questions later Sometimes it feels like he just downloads the knowledge into me, and I know. I know because I suddenly knew where I was or what we're doing there, and it's just so amazing. So, yeah, understanding the vocabulary of the Holy Spirit is just so important. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. God's given me visions here on earth of things to come, and if I didn't know God, some of these things would terrify me. But, you know, I have no fear when he shows me things because I know he'll protect me. I've also had experiences where I'm standing above the earth, and I could see heaven up above me and the earth below. Those were pretty cool. But my favorite experiences are when he takes me to heaven. It's just a fun place. Heaven is fun. <laughs> and there's so much joy and laughter there. You know, I've seen many of the people that are talked about in the Bible, Moses, Peter, Paul, Job, you know, they're all there. And I've talked to a few of them, which is really cool. I've seen God sitting on his throne. I've witnessed ceremonies in heaven. I've seen children playing. I've been to an amusement park in heaven. I visited my own room, which is really nice. I've been to the Hall of Faith. I've seen angels training for battle in heaven. I've seen rooms of people being taught things that they didn't know before going to heaven. They actually have classrooms in heaven. Mm -hmm. I've been to the horse tables where I met and fell in love with a horse named Torch. And this horse, by the way, belongs to Michael, the archangel. And I recently got to ride Torch, which is really fun. You know, I've also flown on the back of an eagle several times. I've seen the veil many times. And this veil separates us from the spiritual realm. I've had many conversations now with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. I'm so amazed how everything is so alive in heaven. It's just so different there. Mm. And I'm talking about the grass, the trees, the water, the leaves, the flowers, the dirt, you know, so much more. They they respond to Jesus when he walks anywhere near it. The flowers lean towards him as he walks by. The leaves on the trees rustle. Even the trees, you know, the, the, the trunks of the trees, they just lean towards him. Mm. The dirt and the sand shift when he walks near it. Wow. It's so cool. You know, I've received many prophetic words about the things that are taking place on earth right now, the battle we're in, you know, it's a fierce one, and what's going to take, take place over the next few years. 
And all of heaven is excited, and so many preparations are being made right now for the changes that are coming very soon here on earth. And I've got great news. The evil will be overturned, yep. and God's truth it will reign. God has heard our prayers, and he's coming to deliver us from the enemy's evil plans sooner than later. Yeah. I could go on and on about the things I've seen and experienced in heaven, and I can't wait to go back and see and experience more. Yeah, I just you know want to challenge everyone listening that if you desire to have a greater intimacy with God like this, just start spending time alone with him. Yeah. You know, spend time dwelling in his presence, meditating on his word, take time to sit alone with him. I mean, maybe it's in your bedroom, your study, your closet, wherever you can find a quiet place yes. and be alone. Take that time and be alone with him and commune with God and he'll he'll give you encounters with him. Yeah, I agree. You know, I wanted to touch on that too when you said find a place. When I was doing that at the very beginning of the waiting on God and I had to find a place, you know, I I've prayed in my closet. I, I prayed in my office. I've prayed in the living room. You know, but it's all about finding the place that's quiet, that you're not going to have distractions. Like you hear a TV playing in another right. room, or somebody's going to walk, you know, past you while you're in there. You need it to be just very unique t- to you, and, and knowing that you're not going to have those distractions. I right. just wanted to point that out because and turn your phone off and turn your phone off. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, just I had. It took me a while to find my spot. Right. That I knew I was not going to be disturbed, mm-hmm. and once I had that spot, that that's that's mine and God's spot now. That's our that's spot. why I get up early in the morning, you know, before really the world is awake. You yeah. know, I mean, a lot of times it's five thirty in the morning, or sometimes yeah. it's earlier than that. Yep, and it's absolutely quiet. Yes, you know, I live in a place where there's construction around me all the time. Yeah, and I all oh, those trucks are up early. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> but it's so nice when it's so quiet and you don't hear the sound of any cars going by. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely quiet, and I just I think I communicate and commune with the Lord so well when there's absolutely no noise, no noise, no, no distractions, because your fo- your mind stays focused. Right. On what you're thinking about. Right. Yeah. yeah and if so. you've got other people living there with you, mm-hmm. you gotta find your spot. Yeah. And 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 I'll have to tell my husband or you know, or my animals. kids are there or animals. Or animals. Yeah, go away. Right. But <laughs> but you know, I have to tell it this I, I need my time. So if you'll just let me go and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be in there thirty minutes, sometimes I'm in there for hours. It just right. depends on the day. Right. Yeah, I think I've mentioned too that I've read the Bible on my phone sometimes and yeah. I do not do that anymore. Yeah. It's just too distracting. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's you true. Know, the, that news break's right. going to pop up. Or, right. Or the Somebody's weather. text. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the phone will ring, you know. Right. Well, right. I agree with uh, what Laura says. We want to challenge and encourage you to spend more time with God. It will change your perspective on life in every way possible. And I want to close with this. You know, to anyone that's listening, you can do this too. There have been many times when I'm in heaven and both God and Jesus and Holy Spirit have asked me to share my experiences with others so they can come and have those same experiences. Mm -hmm. Guys, he wants the same thing with you guys. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to show you who he is and how important it is to have him to be the God of your life. You know, it's just, it's just. He wants you to be, have a personal time with him. Yeah, it's so Personal relationship. So important. And, Mm -hmm. And just as Laura said, our Father wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants to show you heaven. Yeah. He wants to show you how to rule and reign while you are still here on earth. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to make you laugh and assure you that your families are going to be okay. Don't believe the lies of the enemy, no matter what you've done in your past. God wants a relationship with you. Pursue Him with all of your heart, and you'll, you won't be disappointed. 
He's a good, good father that loves you desperately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to close. Okay. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about the heavenly realm and the spiritual realm. Um, and email us. If you guys have questions about anything like this, just email us. We'll mm-hmm. be glad to answer right. any questions and encourage you on your journey. Mm-hmm. We just want to close with this scripture. It's from Acts eight thirty-eight through 40. The official ordered the carriage to stop, and both Philip and the official went down to, into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord just took Philip away, and the official did not even see him again, but he just continued on his way, full of joy. Philip found himself in Azotus, and he went on to Caesarea, and on the way, he preached the good news in every town. Amen. God just whisked him him up and transported him somewhere else. Yep. (laughs) That's our God. All right. Today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. We want to thank you, Caitlin. You are so important to this podcast we appreciate you Mm -hmm. yes very much before you go we would invite you please to leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast the more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that god can reach also please subscribe we would appreciate it very much and thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today and we definitely like we said we'd love to hear from you so email us at pure truth podcast Three, that's the number three at gmail.com. Yes, and please visit our websites. That's kathyzaka.com, chosen to write.com, and susanoffin.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time, guys. Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.